That speech that John Wayne gave to his son, we need more of that goddamn shit in this fucking country. You're a piece. He basically saying, you're a piece of shit. You're going to get no goddamn fucking quarter from me, you cunt. Ask mathematics. <laughs> goddamn it. You know I raped your mother, right? Yeah, exactly, bitch. <laughs> if Bill doesn't give that speech to his son every morning, I think that kid's going to grow up to be a failure. <laughs> All right, hello and welcome to Hold My Popcorn, where we make fun of the good movies and trash the bad ones. I'm Max Seeley over in Nashville, and we have our audio recording challenge friend, Tim Begin in Boston. How you doing, Timmy? Howdy, Max. Howdy. I'm doing, I'm doing well. I'm doing well, Maxwell. Yeah. Giddy up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who wants to kill some Confederates? Me. I want to kill some Indians. Oh, I can't wait. There's going to be a lot of engines getting killed in this movie. Or should I say Native American or indigenous peoples? Mm-hmm. Or savages. Or savages, whatever, whichever you'd prefer. Whatever decade you're in. They're all <laughs> acceptable. They're all yep. depending. Also, we in Northern California. we got the Sacramento masturbator, John Anishak. How's traffic looking, John? Uh, traffic's good. Uh, it's just a little bit of a sprinkle today. It's not too much left. I, uh, emptied myself out before we got onto this. So I was a little less edgy mm-hmm. and Tim, I'm very proud that in like the hour between when we last were all texting to this, uh, recording that you remembered that we were actually recording. So congratulations. I did. And I'm actually recording. I have my audio recording recording. Uh, everything's going well here, guys. We're in tip top shape. All engines are running. And I can only imagine that in 15 minutes, something will go terribly wrong. <laughs> no, nah, nothing's going to go wrong the because there's no special guests. Oh, this fucking movie. <laughs> so we are deep into the month of November. And uh, this is just now I'm mentioning that um, this is going to be our second annual November of movies that we're thankful for. So this week it was Tim's turn and he selected the 1950 Western Rio Grande directed by the legendary John Ford and starring one of the biggest actors of all time, the Duke John Wayne. But before we get into the movie, Tim, do you want to share the reason why you selected this one? Well, the reason, I mean, so I'm going to be honest. Uh, I would have preferred probably 10 other John Wayne movies to this movie, but it's probably mm-hmm. the only John Wayne movie. And John, I'm sure you'll fact check me on this one, but it's probably the only John Wayne movie that is a reasonable time, like a length that we could all watch. But that being said, I will say that this is probably John Wayne's best acted movie. Like he actually does very well acting in some of his later movies. It's he's sort of like playing the John Wayne character and it's a little mm. more can be a little more like hokey, which I love still. But this one, I think John Wayne does a, a very good job acting and it's just sort of hilarious. Timothy Quinn Cannon. I mean, you can't you can't beat the guy. <laughs> Is Timothy yeah, the, the drunk Scottish Irishman? Irishman? Oh. Yeah. Oh, Scottish. Scott, no. The pyro? No. Scott, Scottman, Scottsman, they're not that drunk, John. That's an Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the pyro. The arsonist. Hey, tell me what's the fucking arsonist, man? Well, it's when you'd like to burn things down. You get sexual satisfaction out of it or because you were paid to. Oh, right, that was all. And I'm gonna. Start oh, that's crying. it. <laughs> St- strange smile as he spits into his hand, <laughs> and then just has a fucking PTSD flashback to burning down the South and the Shenandoah Valley during the Civil War, <laughs> and starts oh, crying. Whoo! Um, yeah, this all, fucking movie. Fuck you. Also, Tim. also though. So I mean, 
originally we were going to pick The Conqueror, which was uh, John Wayne's worst movie in which he played Genghis Khan, but it was like impossible to actually find to rent because mm-hmm. uh, Howard Hughes, who produced it, I'm pretty sure, like bought out every single copy, burnt it, and then spilt all of his piss jars all over the ashes. <laughs> Which is annoying because, I mean, for those who don't know, that's a movie where John Wayne plays Genghis Khan. And for those of you who don't know, John Wayne is not Asian. <laughs> also, a movie in which there's zero Asians. <laughs> there are no Asian actors whatsoever or actresses for that matter. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. And also this movie that we watched, which is like strangely like romanticizing the Confederacy, like people are exchanging gifts of dead Confederate currency and crying about it. And lo- oh, my God, I, I don't understand. There's a weird like just confederacy fetish throughout this mm. entire film rio grand that we're watching yeah right the movie now. ends with dixie the song, the song dixie that's like yeah. how they end the movie it's like what the yeah. fuck and the love interest is like losing her shit and she yep. owns slaves so let's get that out of the way that the actress in the movie owned slaves the sympathetic character of this movie slave right. owner right <laughs> yep it she's cool these guys <laughs> come on which, but it's strange because John. I mean, to your point, John, it's strange because John Wayne technically fought for the Union in this movie, in the plot of this movie, but yet it's like romanticizing fucking you know currency with Jefferson Jefferson Davis's signature on it. It's just strange. And so did he? Did he? Oh, John stole her and stole her heart. Her and made oh yeah, stole her heart. Yeah, she was. She was a spoils of war. Yes, to the fact that I think she says that later on the movie. It's like, you can't look at that boy because you just regret what you did, which is rape a 15-year-old and then burn their house down. Is this like the prequel to Game of Thrones or some shit? What the fuck is (sighs) going on? In in 1890, about when this was probably taking place, that was just called courting. (laughs) (laughs) Frankly, I don't give a damn. Tinder of the time. Yeah. Rape? Spoils of war. Tinder? Or love, whatever. You don't, you don't have to put such a fine point on it, John. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought we were focusing on the rape. I mean, <laughs> okay. I guess if we get down to brass tag, yes. Okay. Right. I was using more flowery, by- flowery language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like romanticizing the Confederacy in this movie. Yeah. Let's just dance around this subject. Yeah, your, your, your tobacco crops grew back. Everything was fine. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, we did kill your father and, you know, okay, let's just get into it. So, (laughs) all right. Uh, So you introduce a Lieutenant Colonel Kirby York, a.k.a. John Wayne, with a mustache, who's sipping some duty coffee with his general, talking about his fucked up estranged son who was kicked out of West Point, but enlisted as a private. And then you fast forward and, oh, my God, his son is one of the new recruits. Oh, no. And he looks all of about 12. <laughs> so my favorite thing about my favorite thing about this scene is that uh, John Wayne's son, Jeff York, failed out of West Point because he failed mathematics. Just mathematics, yeah. not any specific like discipline in within mathematics, just math. <laughs> Jeff failed, failed that. So it seems like they have a very loose curriculum at West Point during this time period. <laughs> well, also, his mother brags later about like, oh, he could have gone to X town and taught mathematics. I was like, wait, wait uh, hold on. 
Let, let's figure this out for a second. So his math wasn't good enough for a military college where he never really needs to really quite worry about it anyway. And he's going to go teach this to people. No, he's going to get tutored in Lexington. I presume Lexington, Kentucky, not Lexington, Massachusetts, because no, no <laughs> Southern, no respecting Southerner would send them to the devil t- town of Lexington, Massachusetts. But I will say you have a better chance of learning math in Lexington, Massachusetts than you do in Lexington, Kentucky, where I believe they still just count corn kernels on dirt patches to try and figure out how much money other people owe them. I I, I just fucking... Okay, no, 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 hold on. So fuck the kid. Why does everyone scream, yo, the entire movie? Yo. 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 Which also means no, yes, um, this is awesome, and... I'm coming it all in the same word. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, is it kind of like with the, is it like the Rangers? They say like Hua or something like that. Is Hua, that a, Marines, that the idea Marines, hoorah, yeah. hoorah is the Marines. Who was the Rangers? Uh, oh, and you I thought that was, is apparently I thought that was just Joey pants. Just calling somebody a whore. <laughs> and the Hua's will dress like, like Hua's. I think that he failed math because they probably just asked him. They like sent, they showed him a picture of like a bunch of Native Americans and they said, how many people are in this picture? And he said, 12. And they said, wrong. There's zero people. These people are nothing. I the correct answer was 12 savages. <laughs> I think that all elementary students should leave fifth grade going into middle school, like properly guilty about like feeling horrible about what happened. Not that long ago. Uh, you, you mean the genocide oh. that we had? That yeah, we made it in this country. You know, yeah. a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. When we just raped, pillaged, and murdered, and kicked everybody out, and then we kept on pushing them out until they couldn't go any further, and then we crippled them with alcoholism and yeah. put them onto really shitty, shitty reservations. Yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. actually, bills signed into law to just kill them all, like they were fucking dogs. Yeah. So and which one's right? And which one's wrong? Somehow that's not at all taught in school, which goes to show you, we do a very good job of whitewashing all of our history. And with that said, too, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, because the pilgrims definitely had pumpkins and big Mm -hmm. turkeys and corn on the cob and gravy. Yeah, no, none of that shit was fucking real. It was probably just like, oh, well, uh, here are some rats. And they were like, oh, thank you, Christ, so much. That was Thanksgiving when the fucking pilgrims get the fuck out. I'm pretty sure Thanksgiving was just the pilgrims stealing things from the Indians. Yeah. In order to survive. So do you think that the gift of tobacco has officially killed more Westerners than Americans mm. and the colonizers killed? So do you think they kind of like they got it right? I mean, I wouldn't say by pure numbers. Yes. But yeah. on a per capita basis, I think we still are winning. <laughs> we always win. Yeah. <laughs> by the way. Tim, you might know this. Where are they? Are they in like a Western post, a training fort? You got like, because you have like generals coming in, and, but then you also got like singers and like bare knuckle boxers. Oh, well, that, okay. So the bare knuckle fight, and we'll get there. That's just how soldiers settle their problems back then. Mm, and that's mm. just, I mean, that's Queensberry boxing rules. That's how you settle your issues back then. Yeah. The no hugging. 
the saying is just Hollywood in the fifties, where apparently you're going to make this uber masculine movie with just the gayest parts of it. Parts <laughs> of it. Like it is. All right, boys now sing. Yeah. Like gayer than sound of music. You know, we're going to put a part like that in there. <laughs> little, like, I don't understand what's happening, but that's the way the movies were made in the fifties. As far mm-hmm. as geographic location, they were in West Texas because they're mm-hmm. on the Rio Grande River, and the Rio Grande River separates Mexico and uh, and America along the Texas border. But so, was it a post or like a fort, like training? Like what was it? I would say that they were the first setting was like a post, an outpost, which is just like a less secure fort. And then mm-hmm. the second place they went, where they came back to, where um, where uh, the you know, the love interest in the movie was kind of waiting for them. That was a fort. Okay. It was like these days, like with a fob, it's a forward operating base. You know, it's just like a little. Okay. Kind of like patrol, you know, but can we talk about the Chippendales for a second? Um, so those are the regimental singers. And I think that their role is literally just to be provided to the special guests that swing that way. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's their role. I would, I would say that's I, correct. I, I mm-hmm. would say that's correct. Yeah. Cause they are far. I think too they're hard. there for the general. I think the general has like a real nice, like he's got an eye. He's got a twinkle in his eye when he sees them. I Dude. think they're like his little harem. Could you? I imagine? need to go get some more duty coffee. <laughs> wink, 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 wink. Could you imagine that mustache? Dude, that mustache ride would fucking burn. Those like little stubbles, man. Oof. Goes dead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, during all this too, you get a father-son meeting, and they both agree that the son will not be treated differently, and they come to an understanding, and it's you know it's good, and. Uh, John Wayne does not do a good job of really acting that out. I think even the kid knows it's like, oh, this guy's going to take it easy on me. I think all <laughs> what we should glean from this, right? What we should glean from this is that if you're, if you abandon your son for 15 years, they're going to turn out great. Mm-hmm. Like this, this heroes. kid is well, yeah, he's a hero. He's well adjusted. He fucking knows what's up. He knows he's not going to get any special treatment from his dad at this post. He's a soldier, you know? He can't fucking count, Tim. <laughs> people couldn't count back then, John. People couldn't count back then. Two people could read the entire world, let alone count. I mean, come on, Jesus. I mean, you do notice that they don't ask how many people died. They they just say the names because they can't count them. It's like yeah. how many? Uh, seventy three. Play me off, Ralph. I don't know. <laughs> Where am I singing, gay boys? Yeah. <laughs> play me out also, where are my wait. 10 singing gay boys 15 sir <laughs> damn it fuck who cares about numbers who counts here um, also just I forgot like how tall John Wayne is like I looked him up he was 6'4 he was like 6'4 yeah. 250 like he is a yeah. big boy mm-hmm. he had a full ride to USC for football before, oh shit um, really yeah. yeah yeah he's a big dude huh. I mean, he, like John Wayne was a legitimate badass when you oh, see yeah. him riding around in his horse, Dollar, that's that's John Wayne's horse. Or name everyone, Dollar. His legs were like dragging on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> After this, you get some police academy like shenanigans with the Irish training sergeant, uh, Kincannon. 
making comical faces because all the recruits are derelicts, but then the two dumbest guys in the crew surprise him with an all-star Roman horse riding skills. Yeah, so the Roman horse riding skill thing, that was like the biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard. It was like, why even say that? I don't, so that didn't make any sense to me, but I was genuinely impressed by the, all of the horsing skills. And it was like a, an interesting return back to like, now they'd probably CGI this shit. It's just impressive. I always feel like, I don't know, people back then weren't as good at this kind of shit like we're better horse yeah. riders today i don't know it was fucking cool i like dude it. that whole horse ride amazing the fact that there are people that can do that is crazy to me also this is back in the time where they would just like kill 15 horses you know 18 <laughs> horses died in this like they all broke their legs going over the thing and then they had one guy whose job it was to just go out and put them out of their misery. <laughs> I'm the horse kid, though. Horses are the size. <laughs> yeah, yeah this is where we make our glue. <laughs> he's definitely German. He was from. He worked at fucking. Uh, he worked at fucking Auschwitz. That <laughs> is the only job he could get after that was to be the horse killer. <laughs> it was great. It's just black and white. They just shoot him right after they fell, and like the blood stain on the sand would just look like a water puddle. I was right. right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They just leave the shot and they just immediately just shoot them for just no reason. Just do it. All right. Bring in the next horse. Take two. Shoot that horse. Take three. You know, you, you don't have to kill the horse after every take. Also good to know that this Roman horse riding scene just never comes back in the movie. It's like eight minutes of just like horse riding or like, you know, Roman horse riding. I was expecting it to come back at some point. Nope. I think the point of it was to show that like Sandy and uh, Tyree were like badasses. We yeah. just we just hadn't figured out how to do a movie yet. Everything was still very much like variety show. It was like, oh, we're going to have singing. We're going to have dancing. We're going to have trick horse riders like that was movies in the 50s. It, it kind of sucks when they do that kind of shit. It's like, yeah, there uh, really isn't like a there isn't a strong tie between scenes in this movie. It's just kind of like John Wayne dialogue. And then weird, like, you know, shots of them riding horses in between sets and then more John Wayne dialogue. And there, there's just not like strong ties, but you're no. like, you're right. You're right about that, June. It's just kind of like they're, they're just singing and dancing for us, hoping that we're going to be entertained, yeah, which I was. I definitely was with the horses. <laughs> I was. This was just to distract you from the commies coming. <laughs> Remember, hide under the desks. <laughs> If you see a horse, shoot it. Fucking shoot it. I was actually kind of surprised that like John Wayne wasn't in this movie as much as I expected him to be. There's a lot of scenes that he was just absent completely. How how many movies had he made? Was he still like kind of was he well known, but not like yeah. the monster that he was later in life? And that's kind of what it was. And also speaking to your point later, Tim, about where he was just so big, he just played himself practically in all the movies because he was just that awesome. Like his basically like john you know before this like there's a lot of like movie like big movies weren't a thing yet really back then like there's a lot of like shorter kind of like more like show things like people would go to the movies for like shows almost uh, like, this was like the first like big john wayne movie i think and you know what it, it is interesting you say that because I, I stumbled across something on like amazon prime and it was like a bunch of older movies from him and they are all under an hour yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, movies. Right. This was like the first big movie. So he was still nah, like okay. acting straight. So I'm looking this up right now. So, I mean, his first big movie was with John Ford in 1939, Stagecoach. Mm. So, I mean, this is 11 years later. Oh, really? Yeah. 
I mean, he did the searcher. Oh, let's see. Red River in 48. I mean, I think he was, you know, he was already big. Like his his big movies, like, you know, he won the best actor in 69 and then he, he died in like the mid 70s. But this is like right during like his little middle era as far as like the prime goes. Mm. I mean, my like my understanding of like John Wayne primo movies was like from 55 to 69 where he yeah. made, like El Dorado, Rio Bravo, True Grit, like all those. Yojima. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fucking uh, longest day. I think that John Wayne is the Michael Jordan of theater. Theater? Movies. Oh, okay. Theater. Movies. Movies. <laughs> because it turns out he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> and he was a monster. He didn't even have to fucking try. He played himself. And then everyone was like, oh, he's the fucking best. Just like fucking Michael. Except it took Bugs Bunny for everyone to forget that he was a fucking dickhead. And the reason that he left is because he had a gambling problem. And it turns out that John Wayne is just a fucking screaming racist. Oh, well, yeah. then he, he, he fucked everybody but his wives. That was oh, a big thing. Um, I, I read a few things up on John Wayne just because after the the whole uh, Genghis Khan thing, I'm like, I need to read more. And like, I read the, I sent it John. I sent like sent John the uh, the article, which is hilarious. It's a really fucked yeah. up movie, but um, I mean, they said like you know in real life he enjoyed yachts more than horseback riding, and you know, yeah. If you ever like just Google John Wayne bald, you'll see actual pictures of him. So he always had a toupee on. Yeah, John Wayne was like not a Western guy. He was mm. a very cosmopolitan dude. It's a Southern California dude. Yeah. He did the like thing- body surfing and stuff before he did movies. It was like fucking Reagan. Everyone's like, Reagan was a fucking badass. No, he was a fucking Hollywood piece of shit. Like, it's an actor. And, yeah. say a role. What, and say what you will about Clint Eastwood. I happen to like, I don't like Clint Eastwood's politics, but I think Clint Eastwood, like he is my, he is my idol. I fucking love Clint Eastwood. I'm mm. staring at the man with no name trilogy on my <laughs> bookshelf right now, but he like lived. He Clint Eastwood owns like a fucking 95 F one fifty and has a ranch in California. Like he is, you know, yeah, like a Western yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. A few exceptions. Harrison Ford. Right. Same thing. Harrison Ford fucking crashed an airplane on a golf course and didn't have a scratch on him. Did you know that? he's Harrison Ford. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> just crashed into a, into a golf course head on. He was cool. Just walked it off. They just took like two weeks off of filming for Star Wars. No big deal. Came back in. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see here. Yeah, so then after this, Wayne's son gets into a boxing match after one of the troops calls his dad a chowder-eating... Or no, a chowder-headed Mick Sergeant. Oof. So, for all the female yeah. listeners... Men are this simple. And yes, a lot of fights end with making long lasting friendships after they have wrapped up the fisticuffs. Like it's true. We really are that simple. We're gonna fight the fuck out and then we're just gonna be best friends for life. Every Me time. and Tim became better friends after we got into a fist fight. No shit. Y'all two got into a fist fight. Who won? Or was it a stalemate? Um <laughs> silent. <laughs> Let's just move on. And uh, Tim's gone. I don't think Tim's <laughs> with us, dude. Surprise, surprise, Timmy's computer crashed. Fast forward 10 minutes later with actual real audio from Tim. All right, let's get back into... The fist um, fight ended? Yeah, the fist right? fight. The fist fight ended. Um, fun fact, too, the fist fighting guy. The other dude, the older dude, uh, yeah. he died on set on a movie a couple of years later. Whoa, like from age In or a horsing. What? No, Ooh. horse accident. Jesus. 
it was a scene in which he was he fell off a horse and it killed him. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> that was Hollywood back in the day. <laughs> yeah, for real though. No, so I mean I was gonna say it's later on in the movie, but or later on in the show. Um what's her name? Margaret o- O'Hara, who played uh Catherine. She said that yeah. two extras or two stuntmen died in this movie. Whoa. They both drown during one of the, like the river scenes. I don't doubt that. I mean, that river was flowing pretty good. Those horses. It was flying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus. In all these scenes where they have the wagons too, I'm so surprised that like people didn't die. I saw like 15 people not on purpose fly out of the wagons in those scenes. Well, there's a, like later in the movie. Well, definitely one of the, one of the, uh, the native Americans that falls off the horse definitely got kicked in the head by the horse as he fell too. <laughs> I wrote on that like twice to look at it. I'm like, that dude just got fucking kicked in the head by a horse. She didn't count him as a death. No, no, I mean, come on. West point math. You don't count them. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what, that's why the kid failed math because he thought that everybody yes. was a person. Everyone was a human. Wrong. Only whites. <laughs> Okay, oh, yeah. well, I it's just a strange did, family affair. Yeah. <laughs> you're intru- I'm just going to keep on rolling Woo! through. As uh, you're introduced to Wayne's separated wife, Kathleen, played by Maureen O'Hara, as I just mentioned, who's at the camp to bring her underage son home. So she did not dress for the occasion. Like, there are Indiana Jones movies set back, like, before World War II, where, like, at least they're like, well, I'm going into the field. I might want to put on some boots. Dude, she was out for a day of horseback riding in Maryland. Yeah, well, she lives on a plantation. She's yeah, in her she own little a, world. <sighs> she's a southern belle. She doesn't answer, understand what the West is like. So after this, though, Wayne and Kathleen have a romantic stare down at dinner, followed by his troops singing to her while Wayne just stoically stares them all down while cutting a cigar, which I guess is romantic. I don't fucking know. Uh, that dinner scene, John Wayne's eyes, single rapiest stare. <laughs> In the history of we all we both we all know that he was blackout in that scene probably too so oh yeah it's just thinking like mm, i'm gonna take you in my trailer and get you a little peanut butter, <laughs> <laughs> a little peanut butter. <laughs> but yeah that's how drunk he was i'm pretty sure that he was shit-faced on like every movie set he ever did oh yeah, yeah. he was a yeah, it's a fucking loaded weapon. Two hundred pounds and like he, he went like Marlon Brand like win awards for how much weight have, has we just gained in such a short amount of time. Like he was definitely drinking twenty four seven. Also prolific drunk. Why was he holding his cigar like a fucking pencil? Was he afraid that the fucking smoke was going to get on his hands? Did you see? You know what I'm talking about? You want to know what? Here's this. Here's something I've noticed. All right. If you have a mustache that curls at the tips, you hold your cigar like a pencil. Hmm. That's huh. a that's gentleman thing I've to do. That's a through line just through life. You know? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. What are you, from the future? Who the fuck are you? Yeah, I am. <laughs> go, dude, go to like some straight, like go, go to like Davos in Switzerland. A lot of dudes will have mustaches like that. They hold their cigars like a pencil. Huh. Yeah. Why do you think there was such a big delay in Tim's audio? He just went into the future and came back. Yeah. Prove me wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why the screen went. Uh, well, I mean, one- I can't prove you wrong. Just like you can't prove wrong that fucking sunscreen is actually fucking zebra cum. I mean, it's fucking, it's a tough thing. <laughs> you don't know. You don't Nobody know. Knows. Salty enough. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's where they get taffy from. All right. So then you have a sing-along song about black-eyed peas and fried chicken or whatever the fuck, but then... 
baby York's mama comes in saying that she's taking him home and he tells her that he doesn't want to. Nah, ma, I'm not going to do it. See, I'm going to be out here in the Wild West. Man, and I lied about my age, which is a felony. <laughs> I know I'm 15, but I want to hang out the big boys. Insane. Why is he at West Point if he's not old enough to be in the military? That did never made sense to me. Also, what kind of privileged military was back then when you could be bought out for $100? Yeah, Jesus Christ. It's a shitty economy. We still hadn't paid yeah. the French back for the fucking Revolutionary War. <laughs> yeah, the Civil War didn't help either. Mm-mm, no, mm-hmm. definitely not. Mm. Well, then you get these nasty, evil Indians ambushing these poor, innocent American military men at night as they uh, rescue their imprisoned Apache leader. Oh, no. Yeah, so fun fact about this one, and this is true. Um, all they, uh, So the movie company actually went and recruited like a bunch of uh, Navajo folks. And mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, we'll do it. And then 40 years later, they were like, yeah, they came out. They're like, nobody told us that we were going to be there depicting the Apache. Yeah, they were um, pissed. Yeah. <laughs> and then all the movie company people were like, what's the difference? I know, still in the 1950s. <laughs> what do you mean? You weren't just one people? No. You guys are all Indians with your brown skin and your hoda 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 and your tomahawks and such. You're all looking like Cleveland Brown or Cleveland uh, Indian people, right? That's, that's like, what you guys we, are. I just don't get like, going even, to jail. Like even in the 1950s, we didn't fucking get it. Like we just had a war about two sides in the same country that said they were fucking different from one another. And we still don't understand that they're different tribes. Like what the fuck? <laughs> we fought they each just other just... over the same kind of shit. <laughs> they just never stopped to actually just consider that they are human. That's why. Ugh. Wait, wait. No, I, th- I actually, I actually think that's true. Like, that's mm-hmm. just fundamentally what it comes down to. It's just like, well, we can fight. We can fight each other about important things because we're civilized people fighting about important things. Those are savages. They're not Christian. They, they don't count. Yeah, exactly. I mm-hmm. mean, and let's be honest about this. This was just America. This is manifest destiny. This is a bunch <laughs> of Americans go moving west, taking what God endowed to them. Oh, my that's God. Just, that's just, you know, we... What what are we going to say about that? That's just God telling us, you know, go do that. The modern mind, I don't think, and I don't think they even do a good job in school of explaining manifest destiny because we can't fucking understand it. Where it's like, as a nation, we're all like, oh yeah, God told us to just go and do this shit. It's fine. Like, I don't, it still doesn't make sense to me as like a concept. It makes sense to the Republican Party. Bullshit. Well, there's yeah, it's just it's just rich it's just rich entitled men saying this is mine now. That's what Manifest Destiny was originally. You can do it too if you come from money. And now it's rich entitled people saying like, "Well, God wanted me to have all this money, and He wants me to take yours too." So I mean, Mm -hmm. that's just the way it goes. By the way, during all of this, I was really hoping that those uh, that they're going to kidnap the wife and the son to make this movie interesting, but nope. Instead, Zwayne comes back up and he's just like, I'll see you guys later. (laughs) Bye. Also, why are there fucking children running around during this fucking assault? There are bullets flying and they're little kids. Why are there kids at a military encampment? Duh, it's guerrilla warfare. You're trying to breed confusion into the enemy. (laughs) They're like, why the hell are there women and children running around? This is a firefight. This seems totally irresponsible. (laughs) Then you pounce. Then you pounce. Release the children. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) As they shoot all the horses, let the kids go. obviously don't have very tactical minds. (laughs) Oh, oh, that's a... 
Well, then Mama York is doing the laundry because that's all the women are good for. We're not making sandwiches or babies. Mm. Then one of the troops is arrested for Yankee justice, a.k.a. manslaughter. Okay, so the kid gets arrested, right? Mrs. York is just appalled that he would be arrested for something like that. She was acting like he got arrested for like fucking loving his neighbor's sheep i don't i don't know i don't know where the line was in this world like okay fucking your sheep was like uh, your neighbor's sheep was like the equivalent of running a red light and getting arrested for that these days wait 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 who's fucking sheep in this movie nobody i mean that's just like the only thing i can think of it's like she's acting like he ran he got arrested for running a red light right that's like the equivalent it's like what do you mean he got arrested for for manslaughter like so i don't know where the line is so the only thing i can think of is like fucking your neighbor's sheep back then wasn't as big of a deal and you would be like i mean i don't know like Explain to me why manslaughter is no fucking big deal. It is so fucking blasé about that shit. Mm -hmm. I have three points here. One, Max, I think we can be assured that someone in this movie was fucking sheep. (laughs) (laughs) Two, manslaughter. I mean, killing someone, killing a Yankee that was trying to bang your sister, that is essentially running red light back then. I'm pretty sure (laughs) If, in order for you to get like you know for something to be like a really big deal you know i think you had to i don't know what you had to do but yeah you had to steal a horse bad. yeah exactly steal a horse that's important that was punishable by death back yeah. then yeah third point no i forgot anyways <laughs> <laughs> but like everything's like all fucked up like we got like we got fist fights in the army camp that's sanctioned by the sergeant and a colonel a fucking young child that almost gets shot during a gunfight with the fucking native confederacy People being weirded out that someone was arrested by a federal marshal on manslaughter charges and everyone's losing their shit. What? Why? Because he was a nice boy. (laughs) He's such a nice boy. He's a good boy. (laughs) I did his laundry. He said, thank you. He's a good boy. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the uncle that touched you when you were a kid was also a nice guy. Like, what the fuck? He killed somebody. (laughs) Well, she has a bad barometer because she. She's like falling for the uh, the forty eight year old guy who rapist uh, who like raped her when she was fifteen <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> and burned her fucking house like, down. Yeah, she's like, I miss she you. Doesn't have a great barometer for who to trust and who not to trust. <laughs> I miss your I miss your salty smell of just oozing booze, cigarettes, and just pure pure anger. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! You only drank coffee in this movie mix. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, speaking of just drinking, then you got King Cannon. just takes half of the doctor's whiskey in one swig, <laughs>, laughs when he finds out what an arsonist is, and then starts crying as he recalls the time that he or- he was ordered to uh, burn down Kathleen's plantation during the Civil War. It's not whiskey to an Irishman, Max. It's medicine. <laughs> it's water. It's fire water. Yeah. yeah. Only if it's good Catholic whiskey. We don't drink the Protestant shit around these parts, oh, okay? Yeah. If, it's, if it was Bushmills, yeah. he would have spit it into the, the doctor's face and lit it on fire. Yeah, there you go. He actually did. Do. He does say that later on when he drinks whiskey. He goes, oh, I need to have this for my cold. <laughs> Just like starts <laughs> <Yeah>. swinging it. <laughs> I work, I mean, I work with a guy, a uh, big Irish guy from Dorchester, and he was telling me about how his cold regiment. And with like with no irony or sarcasm, he's like, "Yeah, I just can't seem to get over this cold. I'm doing everything right. I'm taking a couple shots of Jameson when I get cold compresses on my forehead, and I'm like, none of this sounds right. None of that sounds. You need like medicine. A, it's all yeah, wrong. None of that sounds like medical advice. You need an orange, sir. Yeah. 
<laughs> you need to go to bed. And start drinking whiskey. <laughs> oh God! Also, this was a laugh out loud scene when uh, when the doctor just smacks that piece of wood over Kincannon's hand. <laughs> what is it? Like I wish you would just knock it off with a stick, and then like without hesitation, he just smashes a stick over the dude's hand. Yeah. And it just goes right back like, to whittling it down. Just. <laughs> He's, like, holding his hand, silently crying, staring at him afterwards. But, like, how shit-faced was this fucking sergeant that he didn't even yelp when he gets smacked in the hand with a big fucking thick-ass stick? <laughs> he has, like, Irish bricklayer hands. Like, he's, like, his hands are fucking fat. He's got, like, a yeah, like three inches of fat just on his hands. It's all and swollen it's from all the booze. Right, yeah, exactly. All swollen from all the booze. In reality, it's just, you know, the same thing would happen if we smacked Paco's hand. <laughs> the gout comes out. Yeah, you just catch gout. <laughs> you get gout juice on you. It's all over. <laughs> all right. Well, then Wayne receives another type of ambush with his wife kissing him in his tent. But he's an honorable man. He doesn't fucking serve his tents. So he pulls her off. And then she agrees to take him back if he can just relieve his son of uh, of his duty. But the dude can't, because a real man has to keep his word, even if that means the death of his own son. Ugh. Ugh. This is the toxic again, fuck about here. your warrior president. Ugh. Toxic Ugh. masculinity, Max. This is just being a fucking man. This is what being a man's all about. Bill, take note. <laughs> Watch this movie. Teach your boy. Teach your yes. boy. Abandon him. <laughs> Abandon him 15 years, Bill. It's the only way. But it's please, the only way to raise a war hero. Please, God, teach him math. And when you leave, make sure you burn down Sam's house. <laughs> oh, how, I, I'm assuming that's how Bill met Sam. <laughs> <laughs> she did going through his routine of, a, of just uh, pillaging. Uh, she did have kind of, no, she had kind of like a kidnapped bride feel to her when I met her the one time. So. <laughs> 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 you know, there was definitely like, I just kept thinking the word help in my mind every time she locked <laughs> eyes with me. And I don't know. Now I know. Now I know. John then learned Morse code and she wasn't tapping her feet to the music. She was saying, please get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Someone please call the police. The party. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Uh, yeah. Movie. Yeah. So uh, the trooper who was arrested for manslaughter breaks out of jail, steals Wayne's horse with the aid of the doctor and Kincannon, which, again, was worse than killing a man back in the 1800s. Uh, then so you're two thirds of the movie or you're two thirds of the way through this movie and you finally get the reason for the movie title when Wayne now with his military career ruined due to his uh, lost horse is ordered to cross the Rio Grande in Mexico, kill all the Apaches, which is a big deal because if he gets caught, he'll get court-martialed for violating sovereignty of another nation. Yeah. Not for killing just a bunch of, much of just for <laughs> murdering a bunch of innocent people, but for crossing, yeah. the, crossing a border. <laughs> for crossing a fucking river. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we don't care about the engines. Also, what? That imaginary line, well, That's though. not what you're Ooh. here for. <laughs> I love how they like made such a big deal out of it. Like we we cross that border all the time. 
back in the day yes. all the time even like right like pre-world war one like right before world war one we had already been invading mexico to go after like bandits and shit like it's it was no big deal no texas had just become a state like 50 years prior because we yeah. just invaded right. it yeah we like we the border was drawn because we just stole a bunch of land from them and then we and said then ah that part over there is shitty we don't want it right we, we don't bad. want it well, no, no, it's fine. This Go is ahead. ours now. <laughs> this is ours. You can have all the shitty sand. We'll take this right where the river is. We'll I, we'll, we'll cross our line right at the river. Come to think You're of it, this is our like fucking you guys river are just now. Taking all the the green fertile land. No, that's not what we're doing. We're giving Mexico. Come on, we're giving you the goods. Seriously, all the yeah. sandy, arid bit. The chicks love getting tans. They're gonna want to be out there all day. Come on. Do you know we how many this good. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, do you know how many fucking girls from North Jersey are going to be coming down here in like a hundred years? Believe me, it's going to be <laughs> worth it. Your grandchildren, loaded. It's going to be good. Love it. Get your dick wet. But I love, like, just they're saying all this. I'm like, in my, you know, the 21st century, 2019, going to tw- the 2020 modern lens, I'm like, this is so fucked up. But instead, John Wayne smiles. He's like, he's all game for this. He's like, it's about goddamn time. He told me I could kill some engines. Yeah. Ooh, go get this was just. This was honestly just like a prediction of American foreign, foreign policy up and like basically to the present day where we're just constantly secretly violating sovereign, sovereign borders in order to achieve our, our sort of not very moral gains. We yes. don't even roll around with the white flags anymore. At least back then they had the common courtesy to be like, yeah, we're not coming to kill you. We're coming to kill the folks that ran across the border. Yeah. All right. Thanks, buddy. And they have a good Thank working you. relationship with like the four dudes protecting the entire border with Texas. <laughs> <laughs> really? Mexico's really holding strong. <laughs> also, like when they actually met the, uh, the Mexican soldiers that are on the other side of the river, like, and they're like, all right, great. Sounds good guys. And like, they all kind of turn part ways, you know, and do their own thing. So the, the, the officer on the Mexican side, I'm pretty sure he was either blackout drunk or couldn't actually ride a horse because when they turn around, both two of the guys that are riding with him, like go on either side of him and hold his arms so he doesn't fall off the horse in that shot. He probably, he's probably one of the guys who died in this movie. (laughs) They had just resuscitated him. Like, get the fuck back up on the horse. We are paying you $5 a day for no reason. Hold that Mexican up! He was just John Wayne's drinking, buddy. This guy is you need, a Mex- you need a drunk Mexican? Boy, do I got a guy for you. It's my brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, so Wayne, knowing that this might be uh, a death mission, shows up in all white, tells Mama York that their son will escort her to safety. Then he gives her a $10 Confederate bill, which at first upsets her, and then they kiss goodbye. Was I need explanation her, here. Was she just bad at conveying the emotion that she was supposed to? Because I was so I don't confused. Get yeah, about this. I thought that she was super pumped about it. Yeah, I, I just none of this made sense because <laughs> it goes like, "Hey, I've been holding on to this ten dollar bill ever since I killed all your friends. Isn't that sweet?" And she's like, "You can keep the chin or like here's your change," and she throws down like a bunch of coins, and they have some like inside joke thing, and then she's like, "What? You're not gonna kiss me?" She's like, "What the fuck is happening, dude?" I, I, that looks like a lot of. This is some masochistic S and M, like fifties S and M stuff. It's all this like layered sexual tension of like, I hate you, I love you, fuck me in the ass behind the cactus type shit. You know what I mean? 
Hmm. All right, now shove the cactus up my ass. (laughs) (laughs) If you saw the deleted scenes for this, oh boy, this was going to get an NC-17 rating back in the 50s. (laughs) <laughs> That's why that guy fell over on the horse. They just they just filmed the movie out of scene. He saw what happened right before, and then he fell over. He's just like, I, I can't handle this. It's too much. I can't talk. To, I can't look at this man in the eye after seeing what I saw. <laughs> well, my wish finally comes true because fast forward, and the wagons full of women and children get ambushed by the Apache as a bunch of mannequins awkwardly fall over to place signaling that they were shot dead. Yeah, I, they look dead to me. I mean, they uh, also all of the uh, the cavalrymen. Like, I think like one or two of them died, but the other ones they would just like fall off their horse, and then someone else would come rescue them. It's like, dude, you just got shot. It no, you, you don't get bet. <laughs> yeah, uh, God, it's like a paintball match. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you got me, damn it. Uh, yep, hold on, hold on, let me fall over here. <laughs> and this was this was one of those scenes where you saw. Extras just falling off horses, not part of like the script or anything. It's just like they were just like going full bore. Horse hits a rock, they go flying fifty feet, and then they end up in the pile. It's just all the rich California producers, kids who wanted to be in a John Wayne movie, who's never ridden a horse before. Right. Yeah. Just throw them in the background. They're just like falling all over the place. <laughs> also, I guess they only kidnap the kids. That's kind of weird. Usually, you you would assume that they would take the women too. Didn't you know the well-known '50s trope that uh, Native Americans are pedophiles, <laughs> or Native Americans and women can't be in the same scene? <laughs> oh yeah, we can't let them. We can't Ooh. let them be together. We all know what happens there. <laughs> you know the production code. We can't have this. Yeah. <laughs> no comment. Uh, yeah, this whole movie's no comment. This is just—it's bad. <laughs> We went to preface all of this by saying this movie was made in the 50s and we do not, you know, we do not hold any of the views that are in this movie. Yeah. Uh, okay, now we got that out of the way, guys. Thank God yeah. that this movie was made because I agree with all of it. <laughs> I love this movie so much. <laughs> uh, we're going to amend the previous statement to say that any of the views that we express in this recording are actually uh, not our views. <laughs> They're actually the views of Wait And I will be cutting that out Okay <laughs> <laughs> No reason to be throwing people that we went to high school in For absolutely Nothing that they said um, <laughs> Alright Well uh, manslaughter Tyree Comes back into the picture after trailing the Apache And he's allowed to hand select two scouts To run ahead of the planned attack And guess what one of the guys he picks is Baby York. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's also the most uneventful, like, we're going to sneak in the back way thing I've ever seen. They just practically walk into the fucking building that the kids are being held in while a bunch Dude. of drunk Apaches just bang on logs out front, which was it, it actually was a, fucked up. It actually offended me. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what? Yeah, this is the by far the most tell. racist scene of the movie. <laughs> yeah, you can tell the Native Americans are like, wait. You want us to do what? No, but we wouldn't do that. That's not how we do. That's not part of our tradition to like do it. This is how Native Americans act. Do the hama 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 hama. Hey 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 hey. Do it hey. now. Hey hey. What is all this fucking words? I don't want to hear that. Just put your hand against your mouth and scream. Do it now, or else you're not getting your booze. Now <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> start banging sticks against these PVC pipes. Well. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they did sound like PVC pipes. Also, uh, the one guy who was drinking the bottle of clear liquor, why did he have to put the bottle back on top of a big rock? Like he was worried dust was going to get onto the bottom of the bottle. Because he likes a party. He was also clearly the drunkest one there. I think that they were all shit-faced, and that's how they were able to get that shot. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't think they'd do that sober. Also, my next note is just this little ginger bitch with zero sense of inside voice. <laughs> that's the only thing I had here. <laughs> oh, Sandy, I thought you was, was an engine. Oh, There's boy. No coincidence she was uh, King Cannon's uh, niece. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Go fucking yeah, figure. Uncle something. She, she's always yelling, Uncle Timmy, Uncle Timmy. Oh. Yeah. I was hoping that she was going to go to ring that fucking bell and then just fall the fuck off. We <laughs> <laughs> just got shot right through the fucking window. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, back then, yeah, kids didn't die in movies back then, did they? Hmm. Except for Annie. Unfortunately, Annie died. died. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. well now it's time for the good guys to sneak attack the savages as they start murdering one apache after another from inside the church nothing wrong with this scene nope not at all good thing they put that big cross hole in the door that they could shoot their guns out of because they're yeah that's what god would have wanted jesus Mm -hmm. bullets man Mm. then the whole cavalry comes in to save the day as they go back and forth uh, shooting wildly but then John Wayne gets hit with a bow and arrow. And oh, no. Oh, no. So it's interesting about John Wayne, because like imagine how big his ego was, right? So he's he's the Michael Jordan of movies, right? And or theater, as I said before, which didn't make any sense, but I'm gonna <laughs> stick with it. Um that he usually either dies or almost dies in like the bulk of his movies. Which he almost never dies. What? He almost never dies in his movies. No, I mean, shit. Like, Like, okay, I'm I'm going to spoil a million movies right right now. Like, well, or should I? I guess I shouldn't. But anyways, he dies in a shit ton of his movies. Always at the end. A typical John Wayne movie goes as such. John Wayne is established as a badass. (laughs) Then there's some, like, long-lost romantic interest that gets introduced. Uh, She falls for John Wayne again. Then he has to go, like, kill the bad guys. During the fight, he gets either mortally wounded or di- or killed. And then somehow he saves the day, though, at the end. And then the ones he survives, he only gets mortally wounded. And, like, the woman comes and gives him a big old wet smooch while he's laying on, like, the gurney. Hmm. You know, you could take the rest of it from there. That's it. Like that's, this movie. The, that's the magic formula. That is literally it. Yeah. Huh. Well, so, yeah, York, he orders his son to pull the arrow out, which I guess makes him feel better. That makes no sense either. Yeah, that's how you're um, not supposed to do that. That's how the fucking crocodile hunter died. Yeah. I mean, just if you're if you're punctured with a stab wound and the thing's still in you, you should not take it out. That's a that's a very good point, Max. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like this was like a rite of passage. Like everyone was gathered around, like almost like this was a very like they're all like this is. It was almost like a graduation. They're like, "Wow, this is a great moment. Son pulling an arrow out of his dad's chest. <laughs> oh, about that? I hope he keeps it. They start a slow clap. A slow clap. Mighty Ducks. It was like the Mighty Ducks movie. <laughs> quack. 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 All the, all the dead Apache just get up and start clapping too. 
<laughs> Everybody takes a bow in the end. Pretty much because, you know, he gets up and then you cut to the next scene with this medal ceremony as Tyree steals a general's horse and then the band plays Dixie and the movie ends. Thank Christ. <laughs> I did not thank Christ because this movie is fantastic and I will hear nothing, nothing more about it. <laughs> yeah, I thanked him for Manifest Destiny. Appreciate it, buddy. Yep. <laughs> I could have done it. It all that. worked out. The good guys won. It's a good point, Max. I mean, at the end of the day, I think we deserve everything we got. You know what I'm yeah. saying, guys? Yeah. <laughs> As white males. Yeah. And you guys, you guys get Let's go fuck up an election. Let's go. <laughs> oh boy, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait for this fucking orange tennis ball to. <laughs> All right, well, it's time for trivia. Um, so, John Ford, he didn't want to do another Western. He wanted to make The Quiet Man, uh, which was filmed in Ireland starring John Wayne and uh, Maureen O'Hara. Uh, but the studio had thought that The Quiet Man was just going to be a bomb, so he made him do this movie first, just so they can kind of make up for the money loss. And then it ended up turning out that The Quiet Man was a top 10 hit and Ford won his fourth Oscar for Best Director for that movie. Whoa. That was a great movie. The Quiet yeah. Man is a fucking great movie. I haven't seen that I was, When I was over in Ireland a couple of years ago, I saw like where they filmed it, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like this one. John Wayne wore a smaller toupee for this movie that make this character look older. <laughs> okay. All right. No, let's unpack that one. So, so if you're if you're so your toupee, if your hair is smaller, what's the difference between losing your hair and your hair being smaller? I don't. Was know. that how they lied to I themselves back then? Like, no, I just have. I'm not fat. I'm big boned. I'm not losing my hair. I just have small hair. Like what? <laughs> my hair has just lost weight. Yeah, <laughs> my hair is on a diet. Don't worry about it. My hair's on a diet. Yeah, <laughs> so you're balding. No, my, my hair's my just hair on a has diet. A fucking eating disorder. It's going in for the movies. <laughs> um. Yeah, we got the Navajo thing. It was fifty Navajos. They didn't tell them that they were playing Apaches. Mm. And then uh, you got the the dead stuntmen. That's pretty much all the trivia I, I could find for this movie. It wasn't a whole lot. Uh, yeah, and I want to know if the Confederate $10 bill was real, because something tells me that uh, it was. John Wayne just pulled it out of his pocket. Yeah. It wasn't even part of the movie. Oh, this is my grandpappy's <laughs> shit. Mm. Uh, here you go. Ah, shit. I didn't mean to give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one's sentimental. <laughs> Bad year, 1865. <laughs> Bad year. Mm. I got that for my 40th birthday. Whoops. Whoops. Also, so the mother in this movie was only um, 14 years older than the son in real life. Ew. So that's cool. Really? Yeah. So she was 30. Wayne was 41. And uh, the kid was, what, 16? Something like that. Yeah. Ugh. If I, my, my West Point math adds up correctly. I there. mean, actually, that does really go into the narrative, though, of how they became uh, uh, wedded, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just <laughs> fucking underage kids was cool back then. I mean, just look at... Uh, what is it? Um, what's a fucking movie with Clark Gable? Uh, Gone with the Every Wind. Every rock just, star uh, back then? <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis and 18 other ones who were just yeah. like constantly banging 12-year-olds? Yep. And their cousins? Yep. Well, the cousins are Fun okay. times. Fun times. All right, time for questions. Who's your favorite and least favorite in this? Why don't you go first, Max? 
My favorite was Kim Cannon, the arsonist. And um, my least favorite was Tim for picking this movie. <laughs> Bring it. Your tears fuel me. <laughs> so your yummy. hatred fuels me. I am going to hack both your computers so that nothing will pop up on your computers except John Wayne movies. <laughs> so you really lost me with that, Tim. Whatever happened to uh, Lethal Weapon? John Wayne is a lethal weapon. <laughs> yeah, John Wayne was the original lethal weapon. He's a he was a he was a uh, racist action, racist action star that went senile and is young, pretty young. It's just basically Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. That's actually fairly accurate. So my favorite was the Duke, just because I don't even need to give an explanation. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, my least favorite uh, was definitely the sergeant. Um, Irish McFucky fuck. I, I just was not down with it. I couldn't understand a word he was saying. I <laughs> love King Cannon. I awesome just, dude, I couldn't fucking get behind it. I just couldn't. I couldn't. Oh. His facial reactions were hilarious. That's the only time I laughed in this movie was just watching him. Like that like that, that clothes washing scene was hilarious. Like she just like she's like, give me your clothes, and he's just like holding him back. Like he just refuses to give it to her, but he's like they have huge holes in the back of his ass. <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious. I have massive holes in my the crotch of my underwear, but I, I, that's from farts, John. Well, you'll see me in a movie. Um, go to my favorite is obvious. It's Ken Cannon. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you can pick somebody else. Um, my least favorite in the movie is that I patched French captain because why mm. would we let a Frenchman into our fucking military? I mean, Jesus Christ, are we trying to lose? I agree. Yeah. yeah. I thought that he was Hispanic. I thought he was like a Mexican no, throughout the whole movie. French guy. Yeah, and then he's like, Chocolate bleu. Yeah. What the fuck? Chocolate bleu. <laughs> you always make it sound so much better. <laughs> Say it. Do it for me again. Do it. Chocolate bleu. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and granted Tim for John Wayne I, I would I will say like he wasn't that bad in this movie I mean he does have that like very stiff acting but like he had a lot of eye emotion in this more than I was expecting he actually, he actually seemed like a like a concerned father he did he had a lot more range in this movie than he does in other movies where it's just like he's playing John Wayne yeah. and it's kind of like it's it's interesting to see because all like I said, all the other movies I love, but it it's sort of like it's a little tacky yeah. to say, you know, to put but this is sort of like this felt more like a true you know, a true performance from him. Mm. As far as as far as much as you can say that about John Wayne. This is also one of the last know. times that he was actually able to take his shirt off on film. <laughs> yeah, he didn't look too bad. <laughs> Without a girdle holding in his girth. Yeah. All right. You got a little happy trail going on there. I'd follow that. Let's go. Well, you got you to gotta think, you know, he was like, this was like right after the lean times of World War Two. You know, he couldn't, there's no meat. He couldn't, like, people weren't eating great in the, like, in the United States. And then all of a sudden, like, the boom times of the 50s came and John Wayne's like, oh my God, cheeseburgers and whiskey? Here we go. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get that belt higher and higher. looking good john i think he's like robert he's like robert mitchum his like belt acts (laughs) as a belt and also a bra to like (laughs) 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 
<laughs> it's just a fucking mess down there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> dude, men could beat you to death with their breasts back in the day. <laughs> oh yeah, just crush your skull with. You their- call those tits, Pilgrim? These are some tits. Oh John. <laughs> oh. Marino hair is like, whoa, my god, those oh. are bigger than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Now come over here and suck on them. (laughs) Then I'll suck on them too. And then the producers. (laughs) And the producers in the background just saying, hey, I thought we were focusing on the rape. I don't know. Uh, John, you you mispronounced it. It's like the producers in the background go, oh, I'm sorry, but does anybody have any pastrami? (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh my gosh, I'm actually blushing right now. <laughs> I'm I'm wearing sunglasses and my my mirror they fogged up. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Here, here's a fifty cents. Go buy yourself something nice. Yeah, yeah. Go oh, a couple shekels. A couple shekels. Go get me a bra when you're out. By the way, this yeah. one's too sweaty. <laughs> All right, just how IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes have their own rating systems, we decided to make our own. So what would your rating be for this one, guys? Uh, So I give this one three kidnapped uh, children, southern slave-owning brides out of uh, ten and a half fake mustaches ripped off of John Wayne's face. (laughs) Uh, I give this the half of a hair follicle that's still remaining on John Wayne's head, um, (laughs) divided by the two words that you could make out of Kincannon's lines. <laughs> I'll give this 34 D-cup man bra out of 50 pissed off Navajos. Yeah, they were pretty pissed off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not not in the not by plot, but they were pissed off. <laughs> yeah, like actually in real life. Like this this had real world ramifications, people. I wouldn't be surprised if during the filming of that, like they actually did accidentally invade Mexico. <laughs> it's like an international incident. John Wayne gets arrested like Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> they rip his toupee off. <laughs> they just hang it up like a scalp. They go to scalp him, his toupee comes off. He's like, that counts. That's just good runs enough. Away. Just, good enough. Put it on the wall. That counts, Pilgrim. Man, that John that John Wayne's an American hero. Yeah. Oh my God. All right, now get on the line. We're going to kill you guys now. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Is there anything else you guys want to cover nah. before we get out of here? No, uh, no. We're all good. 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 I'd right, like well. to say that I may have said some offensive things during this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might want to listen to your Take own recording. With a grain of salt, everybody. This is a 1950s movie that is inherently racist. Yes. We're just a product of the times, and we had to get back into 1950. Yeah, I was, mm-hmm. I'm a method actor. I'm a method podcaster. <laughs> I feel like the only things that entertained us about this movie was like the, the racism and the, and the rape. <laughs> yep. That's kind of bad. <laughs> two very funny things. <laughs> the two R's. The, uh, it's the best you get out of any movie. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's never discuss this movie ever again. Nope. And never um, happened. <laughs> we were never here. If, this is still better than the Bride of Chucky episode, so we're good. <laughs> anything's gonna be better than that watching this movie again would be better than that um but if you like the show please rate and review also tell your friends about us and uh, that's the show so tune in next week where john's gonna pick a movie hopefully it's not gonna be a western 
Nope. It's definitely not going to be. I was leaning heavily and now, no, there's not a chance in hell. This will be a collaborative effort. That's fair. Yeah. Mm. I love y'all. Mm. Boo. Mm. <laughs> More true John grit, Wayne. True grit. True grit. <laughs> we're going to start a John Wayne uh, miniseries. And when we say miniseries for Hold My Popcorn, that means we're doing all 185 movies that he did. <laughs> and each one is going to be two hours long. <laughs> each one's going to be longer than the movie. If you want to start, start a podcasting group, I'll do a one-man John Wayne podcast. <laughs> that will be Lone Pilgrim. In, in two episodes, Lone because Pilgrim. it's just chock full of racism. <laughs> the first podcast actually get canceled, because I don't think that's even possible. <laughs> Tim releases on iTunes, and iTunes just says no. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? I'm going to go, dear God. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad we have no aspirations for politics. I mean, if we want to get into politics, we probably need to say more offensive shit at this point. Yeah, that's a good point. That actually might help us in the polls. So, so Max, do you mm-hmm. ever wear sunglasses when you record? No, I, I don't. You should try it out. They'll definitely help my reading. <laughs> <laughs> Max, it's a lost cause already. There's nothing that can fucking help you. I just... Now I'm really turning blind. 